0: This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Today in the podcast a special guest, an old friend, Rob Wu, the CEO of Cosvox. How's it going, Rob?
1: Pretty good. How's it going there, George?
0: Well, we are, I should let our listeners know about to jump into a webinar and so this is like the pre-roll that I've tricked you into also telling us a bit about yourself and Cosvox before we do the, you know, the official pomp and circumstance that comes with the webinar world. So, you know, why don't you fill us in? Uh, you're the CEO and founder of CauseVox on what exactly is a CauseVox? How do I get one? Why did you make one? <laughs>
1: yeah, so CauseVox is a digital fundraising platform for nonprofits. So nonprofits and charities, big and small, medium-sized ones, they would use us for uh, higher converting donation pages, for some peer-to-peer fundraising, for some crowdfunding. And then we wrap all that up uh, with a CRM as well. So you can run all of your digital fundraising on Cosmox very easily, very seamlessly, without the clutter, without the clunk. So that's what our platform does. And if you wanna check us out, you can always go to cosmox.com, dot
0: xcom And so you've, you've been at it for a number of years. I feel like uh, almost as long as you know, I can remember. Uh, how, when was I, this founded? Yeah,
1: I think I'm celebrating our tenth birthday this year. Or maybe it's our eleventh next year. I kind of forget. We started in two thousand and nine before the internet was a thing. And we're like, hey, let's bridge the gap between technology, digital, and nonprofit fundraising. So, yeah, it's so been in many really ways, you ride. pretty
0: much you you basically invented the internet, is what I'm hearing.
1: You know, I would love to take credit for Full it, but credit. For the yes, internet. But I don't think I can. I don't think you can. I think we're just one small sliver of uh, so I'm joking
0: I, I just I have so much respect for uh, folks because we were founded around that time as well that basically survive especially in an industry like the nonprofit industry uh, creating a, a service that that needs to exist and so what you know has been the sort of secret to that longevity with regard to you know needing to maintain a tech platform over a number of years evolving needs evolving uh, web standards even uh, what is uh, what has been you think the the advice uh, that you give and also hard-earned, hard-learned.
1: Yeah, I would say you definitely go into it with the right purpose. So if you don't have the right purpose, the right passion, the right motivation of playing in the technology space in the nonprofit space, which is historically quite a small market, then you're not going to be able to sustain and survive as well as to serve your customers. So, yeah, kind of have to go in the right purpose with the right approach. And we've seen other competitors, rivals come and go because they take in an approach where they wanted to make a big splash and hopefully conquer the market in three years. But as we all know, social change takes a long time. And the same thing with nonprofit technology, it does take some time. So, the thing that will help you keep going is intentionally having the right purpose as you're building the company, as well as they're as serving your customers.
0: There is somebody listening right now that has created a social impact business focused on the nonprofit world. They have some sort of tech that they're selling. They're, you know, helping uh, a stakeholder donate money, volunteer time, finally do something, something, something. I want you to talk that person out of launching whatever it is they're about to launch as a software for nonprofits.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, this is... <laughs> I, I, I think I try to talk myself out of this like every day, but I don't. Um, you know, I think one thing I learned about a nonprofit social impact space is that the buy process is very complex. You know, at a nonprofit, you have a lot of different stakeholders. The board of directors has an outsized influence on operational decisions. And because of that, you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen they may not be the most efficient way of making decisions as well as selling your SaaS or software product into a nonprofit. First and foremost, they're very difficult. I mean, the second thing is that the market is actually smaller than you think it is. So your ability to scale as well as to scale to a certain size within a certain amount of time is considerably diminished because of the smaller market. And third, your average contract values are gonna be a lot lower too Just because the market is smaller so you just have a lot of headwinds like when you're starting any type of product and software in this type of space you have a lot of headwinds that are going to blow against whatever you're trying to start so my advice is that you have to capture on some type of tailwind that is greater and stronger than those headwinds that we just mentioned for cosmox for us we capture on the growth of the internet the growth of mobile as well as the growth of crowdfunding. And that allowed us, plus a big dash of luck, to be able to grow and be sustainable.
0: I've noticed that it seems you rely a lot on high-quality content and advice. You're not just creating junk that is like clickbaity. uh My words, not yours. Uh, but you're, you're you seem to be also focused on giving back in that sense that also maybe helps drive and create some of your own tailwind. Can you talk about some marketing mechanisms that you feel have actually worked for you?
1: Yeah, I think for us, when we started a company 10 years ago, I knew that we didn't want to get funding. We didn't want to be VC funded. Uh, We didn't want to be PE backed because it wasn't healthy for the social impact space. So what I did was I started writing lots of content. So I think I I wrote our first 100 or 200 pieces of content, uh, mainly because I knew that content is something that, repeats as well as something that keeps on giving so content lives quite a while versus ad spin it's a one and done thing you're just renting someone's attention and then you're calling it a day so uh for us content has really paid off uh very well in terms of us raising awareness as well as generating uh new leads marketing qualified leads as well as customers and then on top of that as part of our social mission uh educating is very important to me where even if you don't use our product, you know, I don't care. Like As long as you're learning something where you can improve your processes, improve your knowledge, improve your own skill sets, then you'll get a lot smarter and actually create a social change. So I think that's one thing a little bit different about us where we don't just treat content creation as a marketing tactic. It's very much a mission-side activity for us.
0: And it's time to feed the whales with a quick ad about Whole Whale University. This is our best online content packaged in courses. We're talking SEO, content marketing, Google ad grants, cybersecurity, and tons of webinars and other templates for you to use. You can buy them individually or as an annual subscription. Uh, we really put our best work in here. And if you're interested in the topics in this podcast that we tend to cover, we go a mile deep with these courses. That's wholewhale.com slash university i want to come back to that number and make sure anybody thinking about creating a product heard this i am so impressed that like you literally created 200 plus probably if i'm looking at a long 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 tail of of work you've done but you are out there grinding out content with value over time and so when a person is sitting there being like why aren't people using my product and like you're spinning your wheels like you are just writing and writing like you know, the Alexander Hamilton of digital fundraising.
1: Yeah, we're just writing. I remember 10 years ago, uh, my co-founder and I, we moved to Harlem and I was like, well, let me just start writing because this content marketing thing has to pay off. And I remember I was like writing a few of our first blog posts. And I was like, well, English isn't even my first language. I went to ESL in first grade, even though I was born in Houston. I'm born in Houston, Texas. And they sent me to ESL because I learned Chinese first at home. And ever since then, like growing up, my English really sucked. My grammar I was gonna say that. It's really terrible. I know, you can tell, right? (laughs) And I was just typing away, like just writing like my own thoughts, like just trying to pull from outside experiences that I have learned from previous jobs as well as volunteering from nonprofits and just presenting a way where organizations can replicate and actually do something to grow their fundraising. So it's just a grind in the beginning. If you can't, if you don't have the budget to hire somebody smart to write that, you have to do it yourself.
0: And I think there's extra value in doing the work yourself, understanding the market at a level intimate enough to write something that can add value uh, in a crowded competitive uh, sector. And, and certainly your commitment to education has uh, immediately proved because I think we've got like five minutes until this webinar starts, which means we've got to move into like rapid fire. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, Are you ready? Yeah. It doesn't matter. What is one tech tool or website that you or your organization has started using in the last year?
1: You know, since we're talking about analytics today, one of my favorite new tools is a thing called Redash. Uh, Redash Redash.io, I believe, allows your tech person to write queries for you so that you don't have to. So then you can just click on it, it'll pull from the different data, and then it'll display whatever you want to display. So. What is
0: one tech issue that you are currently battling with?
1: Mm, tech issue. I think we always uh, struggle with uh, revenue attribution reporting. So, understanding uh, based on our all the different revenue lines that we have, how do we really get to a lifetime value of a customer?
0: What is coming in the next year that has you the most excited?
1: Mm, what's coming for Cosbox? Mm, I would say one of the most exciting things. Yeah, ran a lot of marketing experiments. I really love uh, how our courses and classes have taken off. So, looking to grow that in 2020.
0: Do you believe that nonprofits can successfully go out of business?
1: I think nonprofits don't go out of business, but I think a lot of them sh- should die of cancer <laughs> because. It's what what happens is that nonprofits survive and never get a mission um, to replace the existing one, so they just puddle around until they slowly die of a terminal illness.
0: Talk about a mistake that you made earlier in your career that shapes the way you do things now.
1: Mm, early in career, I almost got fired from my first job or second job actually, um, because I walked around with a chip on my shoulder like I was the hot shit, sorry. Um, And I almost got fired. So I learned from that where you kind of have to play the field, be political a little bit. And I was missing the political game uh, because I grew up in a very entrepreneurial environment where small business environment instead of a corporate environment. So I learned from that, understand what stakeholders meant, understand what uh, getting people's buy-in meant. And that's helped a lot since then.
0: Sorry to throw you in the hot tub time machine back to the time. When you started, founded CauseVox, what advice would you give yourself?
1: This is a hard one. I think I would say uh, invest in product more and don't do what our competitors are doing. Do things differently instead of copying their, their playbook or
0: tactics. What is something that you think either you or your organization should stop
1: doing? I think we should just stop selling, honestly. We should just market more and raise our brand awareness, and then it'll be an easier sell than uh, doing this traditional way.
0: If I were to give you a Harry Potter style wand to wave across the social impact sector, what would it do?
1: You know, I would love the people that work in the back office of the social impact sector to be able to acquire the best skills as they can related, whether it's like marketing related, or finance accounting, or process and strategy. So I think a lot of people in the social impact sector don't have the privilege of working in other places as much. So they don't, don't never get the chance to grow in their career as well as acquire different skills. So if I could wave one, those folks would get those opportunities.
0: How did you get started in the social impact sector?
1: Um, I was working as a consultant for the NSA for a while, uh, as well as for the U.S. Intelligence agencies, Department of Defense. Kind of cool, I guess. Um, but what I really loved was the social impact space, helping nonprofits grow. So I did a couple of consulting projects for charities and NGOs, and that's where I fell in love with nonprofits.
0: What advice would you give college grads currently looking to enter the social impact sector?
1: Okay, college grads, you have no skills at all zero skills to understand you have no skills you may have passion and experience and be communicative but you have zero zero skills so the most important thing you can do isn't just say hey i'm passionate i want to help people because everybody wants to do that is saying hey i'm passionate i want to help people and this is these are the three solid tangible things i can do to help people whether it's like i'm a good marketer or I'm good at improving processes, or I'm great at uh, fundraising, just whatever it is, you have to come to the table in order to get folks uh, to further the mission.
0: What career advice did your parents give you that you either followed or didn't follow? Um, I grew up in an
1: environment where uh, my parents always talked about money at the kitchen table. So a lot of folks talk about you, so what's going on, what grades you got, my conversation at home was always about we need to make more money or this is how we're going to make money. So their advice to me growing up was to make more money. I didn't follow that for quite a while and I think I should have followed that a little bit more but not 100% just because more money means more resources which means more social impact.
0: All right final question before we jump into our webinar how do people find you how do people help you?
1: Okay, so you can find me on causevox.com, c-a-u-s-e, via victorox.com. Uh, that's probably the best way. You can find me on LinkedIn. I am Rob Wu. I think I come in number one on Google, so you just Google me. Oh, ho, me. Ho, ho,
0: ho. humble brag! All right, the number one Rob Wu, according to Google, joined us for our podcast. And thank you, thank you for taking the time.
1: All right, thanks, George.
0: You have a good one. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. We'll get started in just a few minutes. So let's more people come in but you can say hi in the chat where you'll be able to share questions and I'll share resources. So say hi, let us know where you're calling in from. Hey Rob. What's up? Uh, What is the number one way that pirates donate or how much I'd say on average do pirates donate through the CauseVox platform?
1: Pirates don't donate, they take all my money
0: that's incorrect it's a buccaneer they donate a buccaneer
1: oh gosh uh hey what kind of cheese is not your cheese nacho cheese oh geez george are you are you a dad you're a dad right
0: (laughs) uh why do clams rarely donate on cosvox because they don't have any money They're shellfish, buddy. They're so shellfish.